Welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm John Purcell. I'm sitting here with Sarah McDuling. And we're very excited to have Peter Hellier back again. Peter Hellier, welcome. Thanks, John. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me. We're here to talk about Frankie Fish. You yes. Have a new book, book four. Book four, Frankie Fish and the Sister Shamozzle. Excellent title. Thank you. It's a good word, Shamozzle. We were just <laughs> discussing that off air. Um, yes, it's, it's, uh, it's one of my favourite titles of the, uh, of the book because yeah, Shamozzle is a great word. And also because we bring we bring uh, Frankie's sister into the mix a bit more. Can we um, just uh, rewind just a little tiny bit, and just for those five or six parents out there who haven't heard of Frankie Fish, just this moment. <laughs> I, just want... I mean, I don't like to shame parents and you know, call them <laughs> bad parents, but where have you been? <laughs> so Frankie Fish is a, um, as you said, we're, we're four books in. Um, and uh, to go to the beginning of the series, it's about a boy who only has the one friend and they, he gets kind of exiled from him and banished to his grandparents' house and his granddad is a cantankerous old man with a hook for a hand uh, and he doesn't really get along with Frankie and vice versa uh, until Frankie discovers that he actually uh, has a time-travelling suitcase. Um, and in the first book, he uh, the family's been wiped out because... Granddad Elfie Fish has gone back and, and tried to um, fix something in his past. He's basically, um, he wants his hand back and uh, he lost his hand in an accident, so he's gone to kind of uh, get his hand back. He does that, but uh, has disastrous uh, effect. And uh, Frankie has to go back with his granddad to, to fix things and, and save his family. And then we have adventures. Um, the second book, they go to the, uh, the building, uh, uh, the Imperial China for the, the building of the Great Wall of China. Uh, Vikings, uh, Norway in book three and uh, book four finds them in ancient Greece. And are you doing that thing where adults trick kids into learning stuff? Is there any learning? I'm tricking myself into learning stuff. <laughs> oh, right. um, to, be, <laughs> to be honest, um, possibly I, you know, we do a certain amount of research for the books. We, we try to make sure things are factual. We, we avoid using real people like if there's an emperor like there was in in uh, book two we it's not named after an actual emperor we you know we kind of find ways to kind of not have real people because it can get a bit murky and um, fact checks and we have a lot of well then we can then we can take it wherever we want so yeah. the and it's usually it, it leads to a bit of fun actually so it's, it's that thing sometimes when you do have boundaries for yourself um it does create opportunities that you know it opens up these other outlets so like the emperor in um, instead of calling it emperor you know whatever in 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 you know um the great wall of chaos it's it's the second in charge um uh, emperor or you know the uh, the store manager emperor whatever and we have fun calling it different, different things yeah yeah so we have fun calling it different things and it's it's um it's fun but yeah there's, a, there's a, enough of a fact check of the time and the, and the place that we try to get right and then and then we have some fun from there so how did it happen? How did you end up going from all of... I mean, when I checked out your Wikipedia page, because I love to do very yeah. thorough research... Mm. Um, you have it, many it, titles. It, yeah, it just kept going. <laughs> it, it, oh, actually, what was the... I'll just check my... It's, Peter Jason Matthew Heller, uh, 16th of June, 75, comedian, actor, radio and television producer, writer, producer, director. Mm. And, yeah, and we, we, we do note that author is not there. Strange. I'm not sure why it's been omitted. Um, obviously, whoever's running my Wikipedia page is an adult who maybe doesn't read the books. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of authors out there who find it very hard to, to manage their time to write one book in their life. Right? Mm. They, yeah. they, they might have a day job, a little tiny day job, where they're not too stressful, and then they write their book. You're doing all that, and you're knocking out these books. It's kind of annoying. 
it is but it's, good <laughs> yeah um it's it, yeah annoying uh, i'll take both those um <laughs> that sledge and that compliment <laughs> um uh i have a very understanding wife and family and i've gotten good at compartmentalizing i've got a really good team at uh hardy grant who are very understanding of my schedule um and when I sit down to write, I kind of just, I can write fast if if the idea is in my head and kind of uh, you know uh, if if I know where I'm going, I can I can write fast. There was a the first book was the toughest to write because I wrote it and I remember handing in a, a draft of the uh, of the book and uh, and uh, Marissa, my publisher, just said, well. You've broken all these time travel rules. <laughs> like, because there's a part of the book where there's three granddads kind of in play, and, and originally um, I only had like one granddad or two granddads, and she had to point out, and they've gone back and they've gone back again, and they've gone back again. There needs to be three granddads there. <laughs> so one granddad just gets written out very quickly. <laughs> but I really had to get my head. I could have made it easier for myself by not writing a time traveling adventure, but I wanted to write a series about a kid who who escaped, who maybe at school wasn't the, the, the most fun place for him to be and he, and he wanted to escape to a place. And that could have been, I toyed with the ideas of um, you know, a dream world or um, a fantasy world, um, but uh, I love um, one of my favourite movies is Back to the Future, so um, I made a time travel. And because I always say the inspiration to the series is two things, the book, uh, The Magic Faraway Tree, and uh, the movie Back to the Future. That is a good mashup. For, mm. for, for someone who loves uh, Back to the Future, to get those time travel things wrong, I mean, it's, it, it's inexcusable. It's oh, a lot to keep track of. My goodness, I mean, it, like it really. It, to be honest, I, it shocks people uh, that I, up, when I wrote the Sonic Suitcase, I'd never seen Doctor Who, um, oh. and I got some good friends. My friend Rob McManus hosts uh, the Whovians on ABC, and uh, he's always trying to get me to watch it. I have watched the later series. Uh, or, uh, certain episodes um, to the point where I didn't even know about the Sonic screwdriver so when I named it the Sonic suitcase everyone was like oh it's like a little nod to Doctor Who it's like is it? Uh, <laughs> originally it was just going to be called something like the time travelling suitcase or something like that and apt yeah it, it, well, yeah, it, it's functional um, but uh, and that was a good lesson for me to kind of learn just kind of go no have, have fun with it you know because I always try to get the story right but uh, and I'm, you know, better at you know infusing those two things earlier on in the in the process. But um, like even initially, he's Frankie Fisher. His name wasn't Frankie Fisher. It was something like, you know, um, Toby Harris or something. It's like, <laughs> Toby Harris is a fine name. There's nothing wrong with the name Toby Harris. But if you can name your character anything, yeah. let's you know try to make it a bit more fun. Um, so it became Frankie Fish. Yeah. And was that is that you by yourself, or is that the feedback from publishers and friends that sort of? That was. I think that was that, that was me by myself. I think. Yeah. I, I think I just kind of realised. Hang on. You know. I, You're making everything. I up can call this yeah. guy anything. You're the boss. You can call him anything. You know. I remember thinking of Liz Lemon in, in Thirty Rock and how what a fun <laughs> name that is. And alliteration always works. So uh, Frankie Fisher sounded like a yeah a fun a fun name. <laughs> and a lot of. Um, uh, writers for, for kids have kids around, um, but they are often quite um, brutal critics, mm. terrible critics uh, for, for parents who write 
Do you have any nasty critics at home? No, I don't have nasty. I have very supportive critics. Uh, they're my, I've got three boys. They're now 16, 14, and 10. Uh, Oscar, my youngest, is my biggest uh, supporter. And I, I lent on him a lot for the Sonic Suitcase because um, he was right in the, in the age group. And I just wanted to make sure two things that the jokes were working um, and two more so to be honest was um, that he understood the time travel element so I would read a, a chapter to him and then ask him questions at the end of it just to make sure well actually just get him to tell me what happened in that chapter and if he, if he was able to kind of you know tell me follow it and yeah. follow, and you follow it and get, get it right then I knew that it was okay and the older ones, are they... Like, like... Uh, my 14-year-old loves it um, as well. Um, he he wants to see it uh, made into a, a TV series or a movie. Uh, and my oldest uh, uh, is too cool for school. Or <laughs> 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 well, too, cool, too cool for Frankie Fish anyway. Yeah, he, he reckons he's read them. I don't believe he has. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you, as a dad, you just have to sometimes, you know... You haven't quizzed him? Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> it's hard enough to get him to read, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird and The Mice and Man for school, let alone uh, Frankie Fish. So, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I choose my battles. And are they, how are they with all the rest of the stuff you do? Like, they, they turn on TV, oh, there's Dad, change channel. Yeah, I, I, they're really good. I mean, they, I've been doing it since before they were born. Uh, the project is a good TV show to be on, I think, as a, as it's, it's not embarrassing for them, you know? Like, if I was still doing Rove Live, and I love that show, and I had great times on that show, but if I, that often involved me dressing up in tights. <laughs> You know, um, and, and doing dressing up in drag, pretending to be Shane Warne's mum, or you know, having I remember you know dressing up in tights in front of like Chris Evans or something because he was you know in a superhero movie, and, and um, that you know they could either find it funny or maybe they would find it embarrassing. Probably a bit of both at the various times I would imagine. But the project is a show where a lot of the uh, friends watch it. Um, it's you know uh, it's a respectable show. It's still fun. We have, you know, my I brought my sixteen year old in to meet the Foo Fighters. You know, he was with his mates, oh, wow. so that was that was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, they, 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 I, I did though. I did ask when my son turned fifteen last year. I thought, okay, when he when they turn about fifteen, that's when I'll invite them to come and see my stand up show. And I was doing a show called Big Boy Pants, and I said to him, you know, sat him down. I said, buddy, um, you know, you're fifteen now, and I think you know it's a good show. Um, you know, I'm happy if you want to come along and see me. Do stand-up comedy um, at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. <laughs> he said, no, I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> and he went and saw Arnie Donner instead. So, oh. so it was a bloody good choice, I must say. I, I love the Arnie Donner boys. But uh, it was, Ouch. you know, like there were, seriously, there are people who uh, get dragged to the, like when we were all kids, you know, we, a mate of mine said he went to his dad's work and he was really happy to go. And his dad, I forget what his dad did, but he was basically like sweeping wood shavings off the floor all day, but he was happy to be there. My son, all he had to do was sit for an hour at the comedy theater with a thousand people, probably have a box of Maltesers and, you know, and, and, a, and a drink. Um, and just watch his dad tell jokes for an hour, you know? But no. Uh, but no, no, that was too much. That was too much. Oh, okay. Fortnite was a call. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's where that's at. So who knows who he comes to see uh, this year's show? So this um, this is a very creative avenue for you, uh, and I, I've seen some of your um, your stuff for adults. Is there any chance that you might turn some of your your adult creativity mm. towards a novel or anything like that in the future? Well, is there I've been thinking about it a lot recently. I would like to re- write. Um, 
adult novels. Is that the right term? Or does that make it sound like it's Fifty Shades of Grey? I, I don't know. Um, not erotica. I want to write <laughs> novel for adults. Novels for adults. Yeah, grown up. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot about. I have a lot of film ideas, and I, I, I think maybe really exploring which ideas, which of those ideas could work as as, as books. So I'm kind of because that, that guy, that fellow, that the uh, uh, Graham Simpson with that um, that. Rosie Project book. Yeah. Because he started off as a manuscript, I mean, a, a screenplay. Yeah. And then didn't get it going, then turned into a, a, a manuscript, then won the, the Premier's Manuscript Award and then got published. Yeah. And then conquered the world. And now it's going to turn into a screenplay, it's going to be a movie. It's going yeah. to be the whole way. And, I, and I, I think that's not, it's not a bad way to go because you kind of, you get, it gets to be yours completely the first time around um, mm-hmm. as a book. Um, and then, if you then you can choose to sell the rights or, or you know um, keep the options for yourself, and then you can potentially you know um, turn it into a movie, and it'll become other you know uh, when you make a movie, it becomes there comes a point where you have to hand it over, and it becomes you have to let other people in, a lot more people in to make to make it, um, and that goes from production to even post production, and and even uh, promoting and marketing. Um, whereas books, you can really keep it. With you know to yourself as much as you want, um, you know I'm very um, collaborative, so I, I the best idea in the room wins for me. So I, I, I really lean lean on um, my publishers at Hardy Grant, and you know I'm always kind of like talking to them about ideas and running it, you know, before I even write, and then, you know, what would you think of this idea? Just in case I'm about to make another horrendous time travel uh, error, <laughs> mostly. Because it's been it's been interesting lately uh, for us because you know we 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 sort of hear about a, a lot of these um, these books that have been turned into movies once they've made into movies because they weren't big sellers yeah. in the first place. So sometimes like Bird Box, Bird Box is one. Yeah, I know Lincoln Plant was big, um, but like there are some some movies recently that have done really well, like Bird Box, and that what's that strange one with the serial killer that. Um, just, I feel like this is in my wheelhouse, but I don't know what you're talking about. Serial killers for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was it turned into a TV series, and she won um, uh, an award for the actress one award the other day. Um, but anyway, these ones which didn't sell very well. Yeah, Killing Eve. <laughs> oh, cool. They didn't do great as a book, but the idea is brilliant, and everyone yeah. knew it was brilliant, and they just kept going. Well, the idea is brilliant, and they. I mean, they will probably try to do it without the book, you know, probably. Or, or but the book exists, and, and well, that's right the thing. So, so it's about how much, you know, and then and then how much does the book help them? You know, I mean, sometimes it's just like they want. They, there's enough in the book that they want to kind of, you know, use that amount, so they do have to buy the book. Yeah. And if you've written it first, and yeah. I'm not pressuring you to yeah. to write a um, write adult it. fiction yeah. novel, although I kind of am. But like, if you write the book first, you control the first iteration of this story. E- exactly, you're right. And then you know, it can people can riff off it with that's it. later. But, but then you run the risk. We did have Linda Laplante here, and she said, "Oh well, I like to control everything." But the thing is, if the book goes badly, it's all on me. Yeah. Whereas if the movie fails, that, that was collaborative. <laughs> yeah, I always find with books. The thing I love about the book industry is. Failure in the book industry is 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 more subtle than failures of like <laughs> movie and TV failures. It's just, it's just you know like people just won't discuss your book or just won't get you know it was kind just of it'll just disappear. It'll just quietly fade away. It'll just drift off into the ocean. Where if you you know if you launch a movie or a TV show, it's very it seems very loud when it when it thuds to the ground. You know from both personal experience and, and you know from afar. Um, and that's 
Yeah, so so that's what I, that's one of the things I love about books. Thankfully, plus the money, the, yeah. the amount of money. Even got an author, well, because it's billions. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> but if it, if, a, if a book succeeds and it, it's it's very noisy, you know, yeah. like it can be, you know, and, and um, you know, I've been very, I mean, ecstatic at how Frankie Fish has been received. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And so, speaking swinging back to Frankie Fish, are you allowed to say anything about his next? Um, for book five, yeah, I'm writing book five at the moment, and it's it's um, I can tell because it's the back of the book uh, tells you it's um, it's the next book is called the uh, Frankie Fish and the Wild Wild Mess. So you can guess, title. obviously, he goes back to uh, Egypt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it's uh, again maybe getting back to the Back to the Future influence. Uh, yeah. We're going back to the Back to the Future three, yeah, um, to the Wild West uh, with an uh, adventure. So I'm writing that at the moment. Um, so um, it's going well. And you mentioned in this book, uh, Frankie's sister Lou. Yes. Was kind of more of a involved. Mm. Is that going to continue? Yeah. So she was kind of. Uh, they brought her into the the fold um, at the end of uh, the Viking fiasco. Uh, so we continue. Uh, she plays a really big role in this um, in the sister schmozzle, um, which is even in the title. <laughs> um, so yeah, she. Um, she basically uh, hijacks the uh, the sonic suitcase and runs away. So um, uh, we, I try to think of them as different. Like some of them are rescue missions, and some of them are you know um, kind damage of, control. Yeah, and, 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 and uh, uh, yeah, damage control absolutely is a big part of it. Um, so yeah, the and, and and I think there's some really there's always the plan to bring Lou into the fold. Like I, I wanted to have. Um, a, a girl closer to the front of the story. We've got Nana Fish, um, but um, it feels really good. So she goes back, and, and you know, the, she um, she, she finds herself. She finds herself <laughs> the Olympics, and women can't compete. And I think there's some really, I think there's some really nice messaging. Hopefully, there's some nice messaging without being. It's there if you if you want to yeah. see it, and, and you can just read it as a fun story. Um, otherwise, but um, and it's about because the first book's about. A, a relationship between, um, you know, a boy and his granddad and his grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably the second book is more about Frankie and Drew, about the mates. Um, and I, so I was really keen to explore sibling relationships. So um, it's really, you know, it's a really, uh, it's some nice moments with Frankie and, and, and Lou realising what they mean to each other and how they fit together. Now you're really establishing a squad. For... Yeah, I know, it's like the Avengers. Um, <laughs> All the origin stories, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's good. It's because one of the original ideas for the books we're going to, it was about finding kids who, uh, uh, you know, when they were traveling, who they would come across kids who needed their help. And um, so we've done that a bit. Yeah, we had, um, you know, Ping. In, in the Great Escape, and, and the brothers, the Viking brothers in Viking Fiasco, and there's going to be, um, you know, somebody. Uh, oh, there's um, uh, in um, there's a boy at the academy. They go to the academy, the famous academy where the great philosophers um, uh, lived and 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 uh, spoke their wisdom. And they there's a boy there who, um, who they kind of befriend, begrudgingly befriend. <laughs> And they, they help him out a little bit. So, you know, that's the kind of theme that I think we're, we, we, it's nice to, to be running lovely. with. So when you finish a show um, in, in your stand-up, you finish and then they 
supposedly they stand up and applaud yep. and they call for more and, and then you walk off and go, that was fantastic. You put pen down after finishing your, your book. Do you look around the room going, come on, guys, anything, anyone? Yeah. How, how it, do you get, it, how do you get Yeah, it's interesting because it, they're, they're, you can have a, like reading a book, um, you can have a very kind of visceral kind of reaction and, and feeling. If you're, if you, if I feel like I've had a really good day's writing, and that could be, when I say a good day, it could be an hour or it could be four hours. Four hours is about the most amount of time I'd write before having a break and going back to it. Um, but um, you can feel really, you know, you can have like adrenaline. Yeah. Um, you're you, alive. <laughs> like, you're alive. Well, usually my wife's, you know, in the next room probably having a wine and watching, um, yeah. you know, something on TV. But, Did um, you hear my thoughts? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a really good feeling knowing that, you know, you have progressed the story and, and you and maybe sometimes you've... you've, you've Because I, uh, I was... I sat down to write book five at the end of last year and... I had a good session with uh, publishers and we kind of, you know, they helped me break the story a little bit. And, and then I sat down to write it and I just, I just couldn't. It was just, I was just, it's like writing through sludge. I just couldn't. And, I, you know, I'm a, Bryce Courtney, you know, called it bum glue, you know, you just have to sit down and write through it. And I was doing that and there was bits of okay stuff that was in there, but it was just really hard. And I, I just eventually had to say to myself, just, you've had a big year. It's been really busy. Just have a break. And, 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 and I, it was the best thing I did. I had a break and came back to it, um, in, you know, in the new year and it's been much better and as, as a result. Are you getting to meet the kids who are reading this? Yeah. One of the thrills about writing for kids is, is they go to book week and, you know, I give the photos of, um, them dressed up as oh. Frankie Fish and, and yeah, my own son dressed up as Grandad Fish a couple <laughs> of years ago. Um, uh, so hopefully there'll be a few blue fishes, um, uh, this year, some guys drew bird, and and um, and I get yeah uh, people sending in their their uh, pictures of Frankie Fish and their reviews of Frankie Fish. Some we include at the back of the book actually. We we, we throw a couple at the back, um, and yeah, the response yeah, and I go to the schools, you know, and I'll, I'll read some stuff, and um, and I'm do, I'm doing a, a the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I'm doing a show, and I just did it at the Adelaide Fringe, and it's called the Complete History of Better Books. And it's me reading the books that I wrote as a kid that my mum kept in our garage, and and it's it's such a fun show to do because the adults it's a walk down memory lane, it's very nostalgic. There's Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, Star Wars references, references to the Bangles, um, <laughs> old American Express ads. Like it's 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 kind of you know the old Davis Cup matches. Um, and and for the kids, it's just silly. We've got all the illustrations that are you know behind me and on the on the big screen, and there's an animation, and it's 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 um it's so much uh it's it's so much fun to do. So um yeah, I'm kind of really loving the whole community, to be honest. Are you going to be taking that around further? I hope so. Uh, we're just kind of dipping our toe in the water, and hopefully, it's a show that I just I don't have to put away at any point. I can just kind of keep yeah. doing it. Um, and sometimes at the festivals, it's it's. What I'm doing, saying it's it's not a kids show, but kids can certainly watch it from about twelve up. Um, there's no swearing in it, um, so um, and hopefully uh, uh, I'll do it in Melbourne, and then we'll you know I'll, I'll probably just do it over the years, I imagine, yeah, because uh, it doesn't it, it's it's not a topical show as such. It's just a celebration of books and to encourage you know people that of all ages to be honest, not just kids, but to write and, and to read. Because the, the kids at school are our captive audience. They can't leave. Mm. Uh, and there are a yeah. lot of schools. Yeah. <laughs> Doing yeah. those kind of things. And having the parents come in would be great. 
Yeah, absolutely. I have, you know, there's different ways we can go about it. One of the ideas is maybe to do it during school holidays or, or, or that you get the schools to, you know, bring busloads of kids in and, 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 you yeah. know, do it like that. Yeah. Well, there's so much going on in your life. It's very exciting that you're able to continue this series because everyone's loving it. Uh, we wish you the best in all the things you're doing. There's just so much going on. You're such a busy man. I, I'm, it's, I'm very fortunate to be as busy as I am, so I, I don't want to moz it. I'll just keep... <laughs> it's a long game, this one, showbiz. <laughs> it's, um, I'm very aware of it. And um, I'm, 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 without sending to uh, Instagram... Uh, I'm, I'm blessed. <laughs> you got to put your hands together. I, I didn't put a hashtag in front of that. I'm old, I'm old school blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks, guys. And you can get hold of all of Frankie Fish novels at booktopia.com.au right now. Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget, for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.